Welcome to Cold Call Hero. I'm Daniel Hill, a commercial account executive. I'll play real life calls where you'll have the opportunity to critique me and I'll critique myself. Here I'm prospecting, discovering, setting appointments, saying the wrong thing, the right thing, messing up and winning. So welcome to the journey of a cold call hero. I got an account that said everything looked good. They wanted to move forward, but I can't get back in touch with them. What's the holdup? Why is it stuck? It feels like all I need is to set a date. I've asked so many questions that I still can't get the real reason out why they don't want to schedule. So I'm going to be a little more bold, and you should do the same. Because anytime someone agrees to something, yet they're a little hesitant on the schedule, just ask. Hello. Hey, Mary, this is Daniel with Pest Control. How are you? I'm good, Daniel. Good. Uh, just calling to see when you wanted to get started for West for the. Let me pest- call you back. Uh, I'm going to call you back sometime the date we have this date in here. I'll oh, call you gotcha. back. Okay. And give okay. you those dates. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. First hearing that call, it sounds like it didn't go that well. And that's how I felt when I hung up. But then I thought about it. The same language that she used with me, I can use back with her when I call again. But first, the question I asked was pretty simple. It was just, hey, when do you want to get started? Now, I got her at a bad time, but listen to what she said. I'll call you back, okay, and give you those dates. All right. Did you hear it? You may be thinking that it's the call you back part, but we both know she didn't do that. It's this part. Give you those dates. That's it right there. Give you those dates. That's the word she used because of the question that I asked. And it confirmed that she's still interested without me having to ask it. So here's my call to her a few days later. Hello? Hey, Miss Mary. This is Daniel with Pest Control. Yeah. Hey, just wanted to set up those dates for you. Her words, not mine. <laughs> just want to set up those dates. Um, let me get back with you. I will probably call you Friday with the dates. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and that's for, uh, you're looking to move forward with yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll look forward to hearing you then. Okay, all right. All right, thanks. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Also in that call, I had to confirm that she was still interested in the service, so I named the building just to make sure that she really was still interested. Now, I've said this at least twice now. It's common advice to say something like, well, hey, if I don't hear from you by Friday, can I call you Monday? But I don't like to say that because it assumes that that person is not going to do what they said they're going to do. And the reason I bring this up again too is because a listener challenged me on that. I don't mean that in a bad way. I really like when listeners challenge me on stuff. That's the point of this. If there's a way to do it better, I want to know. So someone said that you should say something like, Well look, I know you're busy and I respect your time. Is it okay if I call you? Monday. And I think that's a really good thing to say, but I still wouldn't want to attach it to the fact that you're going to assume they won't call you back. I think that's a really great thing to say before they have a chance to offer a follow-up call. It's a really common practice in sales to find the pain. I'm sure you know what that means, but if not, you can just think of it as their problem. It's the issue. And you have to ask great questions sometimes to bring that out because a pain point could be process-oriented, production-oriented, financial-oriented. There's a billion different ways. But fortunately, in my industry, the pain point can be really obvious. It's a bug issue, right? (laughs) But it's deeper than that. You really got to think why people buy what you sell. 
Don't try to think of it as your reasons, but their reasons. Your prospects buy for their own reasons. You have to figure that out. And just simply having a bug issue, that's not enough for a pain point. That's not enough for me. So let's take a look at what I do. Pest control. If someone has a bug issue, it's not just a bug issue. It's a safety and security one. It's a brand protection one. It's a reputation one. In your industry, can you afford to have bugs walking around your office? <laughs> it's a wellness issue. So if you find a pain point, or if there's a common pain point in your industry, dig deeper to what emotion or need that it really satisfies. One sort of uh, cheat question <laughs> that I've been asking a lot is this one. What happens if you don't get pest control at all? What would happen? And let their imaginations tell you what their pain is. It'll tell you what they're worried about. In a hotel, they may say something like, well, I'm worried that a customer will come in and bugs will just be running the place. Okay, well, they're worried about customer perception and their brand reputation. So try it in your industry. What would happen if you didn't buy solar panels at all? They may say something like, well, uh, I would be prone to not having electricity if the power went out. That tells me their pain is safety and security. What if they said something like, well, I'd probably be continuing to pay way more than I should. Well, that one's obvious. So ask that question. And when you do figure that out and you've gone through the process and delivered the proposal and you haven't heard from them, well, this sounds really specific because this is the call I'm about to play for you. I figured out the pain. It was easy. Is customer perception and the fact that he had roaches and flies. So when I called back, I immediately referenced that. Hello? Hey, this is Daniel with Pest Control. Hey, buddy. Hey, just calling to follow up with you on uh, roaches and the flies. Yeah, we, we're going to take care of it ourselves, man. Okay. Well, I, I hit everything with some bingle and stuff like that in there. So. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, if you never just, ever need anything, keep my number. Give me a call. Text me. Let me know what you need. Yeah, I just checked it, and I also I checked around at a couple a couple more uh pest control places. Man, mm -hmm. I just I got I also got some cheaper cheaper quotes. Okay, but uh, um, I appreciate it anyway, brother. All right, thanks. Thank you, bye. Bye. You thought I was gonna play a successful call, huh? <laughs> it was not always like that. It's still a win because I did the right thing. I did everything I could, and to be honest, this is not an account that I really want, and that's why I let go of it so easily with no hesitation. This is a really small restaurant, and some of these owners just want to do it themselves. And that's a pretty common objection, that I have some really good ways to get around. But he also said a key word that I'm not a big fan of when it comes to picking your customers. Uh, I, got, I also got some cheaper, cheaper quotes. Okay. Cheaper, cheaper quotes is cheaper, cheaper service. And we're not about that. So I respectfully let it go. Even when his DIY method fails, he's not going to call me. And I'm okay with that. And I consider this a win because I employed the tactic that I meant to employ. And I may have dodged a bullet here too because his pain wasn't customer perception. It wasn't safety. It's financial. But I will say the more desperate he gets for a good viable solution, the less that financial pain is going to be. And it would not be uncommon for him to call back in a few months and say, all right, I'm ready to do something that works. 
Sometimes there are multiple decision makers, and that can be tough because you can't really assess the pain. It's possible they have different reasons to buy. My phone picked up recording this kind of late, but you get it. To follow up with you and see if you had time to look at the um, pest control code. I've had a, I've looked at it and uh, I forwarded it to both my business partners and uh, okay. I'm kind of waiting on their feedback. Um, I sent gotcha. it to them and told them to review it. And uh, I'm out of town right now, but uh, as soon as gotcha. I get back, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, we'll be getting back with you and letting okay. you know which way to go. But uh, we're not positive we want to move to the. Uh, okay. Um, I gave him a few treatment options and then I gave him my most recommended. And he just said which one that he wasn't sure he wanted to go with, but it's my recommended one. I bleeped it out because it's a brand name. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the wrong way to go. I'm just, we're not positive we want to go, go that route yet. Sure, and, sure, I understand. We spend a few minutes talking about some other technical details because he had a lot of good questions. But I wanted to go back to his original objection of not wanting the most recommended treatment method. Um, also, what was your what was your consideration for the, the or against this? Well, one of my one of my business partners is, is kind of adverse to it. Yeah, okay. he says, "Well, if we're just going to do that, let's just go buy them off of eBay and shove some wood in it." Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. I mean, that's his opinion. Is is yeah. strictly just a piece of white wood thrown in? Okay, I'm not going to play all this, but basically, his business partner brings up a bunch of points that are illegitimate. They're not true about the system that I proposed. Yeah. Right. Well, well I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I asked about that because that's fortunately that's not how it works. Uh, okay. But I, I can definitely make some clarifications on there for the termite. Is that the most polite way that you've heard someone say you're wrong? <laughs> fortunately, that's not how it works. But really, I go into a lot of explaining. This is probably a 10-minute call, where I'm mostly talking technical details because that's what he's interested in finding out. But I never would have got there if I didn't ask the question, what's the hesitation? What are your considerations in this decision? Okay, man. Appreciate that. All right. No problem. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. After this, I sent an updated email answering all the objections that he had. And they went with my recommendation. And I closed the sale. And when you do good work for someone, follow up. There may be more opportunities. I made friends with an investor and I said, hey, give me a shot on one of your flip houses. I have a service that I can offer you that's really beneficial. So he did. And we did an awesome job. If you sell something that someone can use more than once, that they can call you and do more than one time, and that they can choose you more than once, you have got to become exclusive. You've got to be their exclusive provider because they still have an option to go somewhere else. But if you make it easy to do business with you, and if you do a great job, why would they go anywhere else? If you're in the service industry, like me, and you provide a service, if you're not reaching property managers, you are missing out big time. I have an extremely detailed property manager strategy, step by step. I go through workflow and organization, research and reach, and I detail the steps to go from cold call to becoming exclusive. The call that I'm about to play is that last step. It's when you've become exclusive. So how do you become someone's exclusive provider? Go to Facebook and type in Lumen Hill, L-U-M-E-N-H-I-L-L, -L, and like that page. 
I'm going to go through a lot more details on that Facebook page. Hello? Hey, how are you, Daniel? Hey, doing well, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good, man. I'm uh, yeah. just putting the fight, finishing touches on this house that you guys did the uh, termite stuff for. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, man. And uh figured I could use a spray. I didn't know how much you guys charge just to go and spray it all one time for me, if possible. Yeah, so just like a general one-time treatment for, for everything, all the all the bugs. Right, roaches, bugs, just that. Yeah. Not, not the rats. Right, so that's a, that would be for a one-time uh, general treatment of the whole thing inside and outside. That's fine, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Okay, and then can you remind me of the address of that one? Yeah, let me text it to you when we get off. The next part of this call is me just scheduling the job for him. Okay, awesome. Thanks, sir. Thank you. All right, bye. This investor is never going to use another pest control company. I've worked to become exclusive with this guy just from doing a few simple jobs for him. But I made it easy to get in touch with me. I gave him competitive rates and a lot of other reasons to just do business with me. Think about it from his perspective. He just made a call, and in less than one minute, he had a pest control service set up for a house that he's flipped. For that investor, how valuable is his time? This call, I showed up to the appointment, and nobody was there. So I called the contact to see, hey, what's up? Now this is a really long call, but what I want to show you is the guy is a talker. What do you do when someone's dominating the conversation? For context, he had just told me what the problem is, and I haven't had a chance to say anything else, really. What are y'all rates? What are y'all charge? What I mean, we had one, one company that was coming in there. They were charging us $80 a pop, and they were doing barely nothing. They come in there, spraying yeah. a, spraying a few, I mean, that, no, no, no. And then we decided, man, so we can do that on our own. So we get our own stuff and uh, stay on top of that. And we won't be charging. It comes another $160 a month for nothing. So, so that's what we were doing. So a couple of more incidents that happened. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, so we said, you know, we'll get a couple of quotes. Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, someone else that's coming in at about between two and three today also. Mm-hmm. Another pest control. Not that, not that, that they had had those, but I knew that, that that's the ones that, you know, that that was, uh, barely doing anything. So I called them and told them, don't even worry about coming. So, so, so. Yeah, so can you give me some idea of what y'all charge? I mean, because we don't need a whole bunch done. We yeah. just need somebody to stay on top of it. If we got that, yeah. we don't need, yeah. So uh, can you tell me uh, something about that? Wow. <laughs> that was a lot of information. I was steady taking notes. He told me about his current provider. He told me how much they were paying. He told me his pain points. And I was steadily trying to get a word in the whole time. <laughs> but at this point, I do. And I go on a good minute explaining our service. Now, I'm not going to play that part because it's a lot of technical details and things that we do that nobody else does. So I will play his response. Also, I have not said any sort of pricing, and that's intentional. And don't charge us an arm and a leg that can get it taken care of to where we don't have no more complaints from the, of the members. That's what we're looking to do. That's what we want. Right. You know? And there he just said what's important to him. Complaints from the members and financial again. So I need to keep building the value. If for some reason it's not working, 
We'll come back at no additional charge. In between services, if you're having an issue, we'll come back for free and retreat it if we need to because we guarantee and honor our service. Right. Now, okay, now once the, uh, what you said your name is? Danny? Daniel Hill. Daniel. Daniel, uh, okay. And, and yeah. you, are uh, okay. I know the call quality is bad. This is where it gets bad, but he really just asks for a price. And I say, okay, here it is. I gave him all the pricing. And this is a little bit more in-depth in my industry than you probably want to go. But I want to show you something that he said. So you're saying, okay, because you there, you've looked on the outside. You yes. see we already have some traps set. Yes, right? You got, you got so, seven bait boxes. But those aren't... Seven bait boxes. So what you're saying, that the poison that we have in there is not good poison? That's what you're trying to tell us? Yes, sir. That's right. So what's wrong with the poison that we're using? It's... It, so we research all the products that we use. And then yeah. the rodents just don't... They don't go to it as much as the one that we use. That's called... That's what brand it is. Yeah. We use a different kind that is proven to work the best for rodents. Now, I had to open up their little stations to see what it was, and it's just a block. There's no names on it, but I can tell from the shape and color what brand it is. And to me, that's going to add credibility. Like, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about just from looking at it. Okay. So, so, so that would be a, uh, a, 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 a separate charge to pay for the equipment and the bait and putting them in. Okay. So, so what you're saying is, y'all can... Now he's going to recap the service that I proposed. I'm going to cut that part out, though. Some real good bait that works in those bait boxes. Yes, sir. And all that. So, so, so far, it looks like we're looking at close to dollars. That's the start. Wow. Man, that's more than what was charging. He said I was more than his current provider. Yeah, I mean, but like I'm saying, though, but I don't know what I'll... We, we just wasn't satisfied with I mean, because yeah. what I've seen, you know... I said you get what you pay for. Huh? Yeah, and then you get what you don't... No, you don't get what you pay for. That was the case, I think, with... Uh, they, they were charging us, but we wasn't... That that's why we dumped them. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And so... And so uh, go ahead, uh, Daniel. Oh, I, I was going to say, the biggest difference between us is our quality of service. You go online and search pest control, you'll see over 500 reviews of people in your same situation that had an issue before and that we came in and solved it. Side note, we have over 500 reviews now. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to say from now on. So we're so much about the quality of work that we do that if you don't feel like you get what you're paying for, we're going to come out there for free and make it right until it's that way. All right. Okay, Daniel, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking what I'm hearing. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, but like I said, I do have another, uh, you know, somebody else coming out at about three, okay. something like that. Because I'm the one that's going to make the final decision right. and going to, you know, uh, you know, release the funds, man, to get it taken care of. I understand. So, uh, tell you what, uh, I mean, I'm going to always be honest and upfront with you, Daniel. Yes. But I know business is business. And this is, this is y'all business and stuff, and y'all let it to, to make a profit. That's any well, business. Well, and uh, the thing is that it costs more to run a high-quality organization than it does to not. So we put all of our, our money – we don't want to be the cheapest, so we put all of our money into the quality of our technicians. We want to make sure they have integrity. Our entire team is based on that principle of integrity and character. 
Um, so that's why it does cost a little more is because we're going to do it right. Anytime someone brings up main character traits like honesty and stuff, I always throw that in there because it's really true. And you never, ever want to bash the competition. That should be sales 101. But the way I put this... It costs more to run a high-quality organization than it does to not. ...is pretty clear. <laughs> and it's a really creative way to get people to understand why you may not be the cheapest. Because it does cost more to run a high-quality organization. Uh, I'll tell you, man, I'm, I mean, I'm really, uh, just from talking to you, I haven't even met you, don't know what you look for, look like, or nothing like that. Sure. But just from listening to you and you uh, t- talking over the phone, I, uh, I mean, I am, you know, impressed. But we want to be good stewards, and we don't want to spend money unnecessarily, but we don't mind spending it if we get getting what we uh, want. I mean, that's the idea. I think I'm onto something. And now I'm going to say a sentence to confirm that. It sounds like your time is better spent with your congregation, not, not with dealing with spiders and rodents. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't need to be getting complaints from them. And that was confirmation. You know, like I said, uh, I mean, I got one more guy that's coming out, but uh, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, but no, we'll see, Daniel. Okay, okay thanks uh, a lot, man. And uh, question for you. Go ahead. Um, so if- Alright, so he was trying to end the call and I said I had one more question for him. This is imperative if you're not the last bidder. If someone else is bidding, you have to ask this question. Can you do me a favor and after you meet with this guy, just give me a call either way just to let me know if there's anything else I can do for you to earn your business? Sure. I'll, I'll most certainly will. Alright. I mean, no, no, no problem. No problem. You got my word on that. You know, however it goes with this other guy that's going to show up uh, you know, this afternoon, I will be giving you a call back either way, okay? okay I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Whew, that was an exhausting call. <laughs> but check it out. I got his word that he's going to call me back after he talks to the last bidder. Now, obviously, this already happened. And guess what? He went with the other guy. <laughs> He said it was much cheaper. He actually ended up just texting me. But he said it was much cheaper, and he used that word, cheaper. I'm reading from the texts right now. Thanks, Daniel, for coming out. We went with the cheapest offer. And I said, isn't that what you did the first time? (laughs) I know, I know, it's a little bold, but check it out. He was just talking the entire call about how going cheapest was a bad decision. I thought I built value on that, but it didn't land. So this is exactly what I said. I said, isn't that what you did the first time? Question mark. And then I said, I would love to show you what real quality is with real results. And I can do it for this much less. Now, it wasn't a lot less because I had already gone pretty low, but I did give him a little discount there. And he responds, I really appreciate it. The other offer was almost half. Yikes. But it does make me feel better that I took the right steps. I really feel like I did everything I could to earn that business. But welcome to sales, where you feel like you can do everything right, everything by the book, and still not get the deal. Where you can go days with no's and more no's. Where you spend all day trying to make an emotional connection with someone just to end up closing the door and disconnecting your emotions completely from it and not let it affect you. It's funny in sales how we try so hard to get on an emotional level with someone only to be forced to sever it so quickly 
when we go on to the next one. But that's what separates an okay salesman from a great one. A lot of people don't want to talk about emotions, but that's what this is. And it can be taught. It really can. Empathy is a teachable skill. Have resilience. Have grit. And it's really cliche, but it's really true. Let the rejection make you stronger. It really will. Us in sales, we have a hard job. It's extremely difficult. People don't realize that. I know in business, success is viewed as a sale. But success, for us, it's viewed as progress. If you're getting better as a salesperson, you're still going to get told no. Let the journey of progression bring you joy. Remember that. It's a continuous journey of a cold call hero. And that's it for episode 13. Reach out to me at coldcallhero at gmail.com. Tweet me at coldcallhero. On Facebook, you can find me at coldcallhero or Lumen Hill. Please rate and share this because that's how I'll get new listeners. This is a one-man show from the creation of the music to the production. And I say this every time, but it's true. Your support, it means everything. 